Welcome to Four Seasons Every Day. I'm Brittany Sutherland. And I'm Amanda Cottrell. We are two North Carolina locals who love the daily adventures of living in the high country. Join us as we explore our local community and discover new ways to elevate the everyday. Hello, high country, and welcome to season two, episode three of Four Seasons Every Day. That's right. We're back. We're so excited to have Amy Lowry with Tiny Hens Pottery as our guest today. So we look forward to hearing that interview. I know. I'm excited about this because Amy is, you know, she's not only a local business owner, but she's a friend. Yes. So it's nice to have, you know, friends on. Absolutely. Made it successful and are doing their thing and loving life doing it. So. Yes. So um, obviously Amy is a local potter and I am proud to say I am pretty sure I own one of her original mugs. Really? Yes. Pre all the things, classes and stuff maybe. And I love it. And people come to my house and they're like, I love this mug. I have two of them actually. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, I think everything I have of Amy's you've given me. That's right. That's why I don't have to. Yeah. I don't have to buy anything direct. I just get it directly from you. I, yeah, I think I was giving some thank you gifts for my baby shower. Mm-hmm. That's what I gave you. Yes, I got, that's one of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I was so pregnant, and I was just like D O N E with. I don't like to go <laughs> shopping. I don't, and I'm like, Amy, can I come and get some stuff? Yes, she told me I could. So, well, that's, so easy. Well, that's funny that you have a Amy and pregnancy story because that's that's kind of my my uh, like my beginning friendship with Amy was when I was pregnant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She trooped me all over Dominican Republic when I was five months pregnant. She was willing, and she oh. said, "Don't eat that. Don't drink that. No, you can eat that. No, no. Yeah." She basically kept me safe. Okay. Insane. Oh yeah. yeah. She's, She's a world good for traveler. That. She is. She is a <laughs> world traveler beyond being a. Amazing potter. So have you ever taken any pottery classes? I have. Um what? I did the art um Appalachian State, the Enrichment. Enrichment. Craft yes. Enrichment. Jason gave me pottery class for Christmas one year. And so I took it that spring and And how'd you do? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know. So I have a few I have a few pieces on display at the house. So, oh, I'd like to see those. Yeah. Pull them out behind, oh, from behind. They're, they're not behind closed oh, doors. They're, okay, on, the, they're okay. on display. They're kind of mixed in with the professional ones. So, just kind of, you know, my mom collects pottery. My mom, I mean, I grew Does up she? around pottery. My mom loves oh, it. Oh, yeah, near um, Seagrove. Yes, we yeah. go to Seagrove. I mean, I mean, she has some of her favorite potters that she's collected through the years. So, I actually don't like to buy a whole lot of it because one day I'm going to inherit a, a, a boatload. So... Um, but she has a lot of beautiful, she likes really unique pieces. So, okay, yeah. yeah. So I love it. So, I'm excited to have Amy today. Yeah, absolutely. her story. I know a little bit of it, but. And I have to say, just a, a love the shout out to the snow. You guys are going to hear a little bit about that. Mm. And uh, it reminded me, maybe, you know, we haven't had a lot of snow no. this year. It's been a little womp womp. Yeah, we should have asked Kenneth about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, Kenneth, you're the snow channeler, aren't you? <laughs> I'm we just need kidding. some no, snow. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking blizzard. Uh, we we talked, you know, we kind of looking for, can we have a blizzard? Not that we actually want a blizzard. Blizzard of 93. Mm. Were you here? No, I was not here Where, in 93. Did you get any of that where you were living? Uh, let's see, 93. Um, you know, I was down in the Piedmont, so we probably got ice 
I don't Ooh. know. Yeah. You I guys don't, don't do well with much down there. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. It's okay. Well, I yeah. was here and I've, I survived I've heard, it. I've heard stories about the blizzard of night. Yeah. I don't think we're going to come back to that, but as you'll hear in just a minute, Amy's a snow lover. So we're so excited about this time and we just hope everyone enjoys it. Hi, country friends. We are here today at Tiny Hands Pottery the studio of Amy Lowry, and we're so excited to be here, Amy. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm so happy to be with you guys. It's lovely. You've done a lot of great work to it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, Amy, we wanted to—we know some of your journey, but we wanted to let all of our listeners and the locals here hear about your journey to the high country. So let's start there and tell sure. us how you came to be a local here. Well, I've been here about 10 years, and I wish I would have been here way longer than that. I have fallen in love with the, with the high country in a way I could have never anticipated. So I was a missionary in Mexico for 10 years, and I was building homes for families across the border in Juarez, Mexico, lived in the desert, and I came to the high country, Boone specifically, through work um, with Samaritan's Purse. I came to work for Operation Christmas Child, and I have stayed in the area even after that employment ended, because I love the high country and Boone so very much. Wow. What brought you to? So your job brought you to the high country. Right, And yep. then what made you want to stay? What, you, was it that, what is it that you love? Well, and, and no offense to Texas. Texans are very proud. I love Texas. I grew up in Texas. Um, I lived in the desert, and the summers were 105 degrees, and it was hot, not very pretty, which is not nice to say. So I've never actually lived in a pretty place before. I always kind of lived in flyover country. Mm. And so coming to North Carolina for the first time was for my interview with Samaritan's Purse and seeing the beauty and living in the mountains with four seasons and with snow and really moderate summers. It was speaking all sorts of my love language. Wow. I heard that Four Seasons. Oh, yes, yes. it did. Yes. Appreciate There's that. a reason for that name, I think. Yes, there is. So tell us about um, your pottery journey. Have sure. you always been involved in pottery? or No, absolutely not. And I actually have a friend in town visiting, and we were talking today, and I said, before I took a pottery class, I realized in my entire life I never had an art class. Really? I never had a dedicated art class in elementary school that I remember. I never took a dedicated art class in junior high or high school or any time after that. And about five years ago, I decided to take a year off of employment to just uh, catch my breath and get my feet under me. I traveled a lot for a, a lot of years and needed some time. So I took a class at Appalachian State, and they have a craft enrichment class. I think it's an eight-week course for pottery. And I just went because I had all the time in the world and I was terrible at it. Awful. Wow. She terrible. Could have been my seatmate. I took that class. <laughs> did so, you? Oh, you did? I did. Oh, not interesting. At the same time, but I did not know you did that. Yeah. So that was my huh. inch. I was I had a friend that had taken it before and she said, Do you want to go? And I was like, absolutely. Oh no, I was terrible. There was no nothing was being produced as the wheel was spinning. There was no, <laughs> there was no pot there. There was just basically sludge. So I was awful. There was no natural ability. Wow. But did you enjoy it? I did. uh, I would end up, because again, I had taken a year off from working. And so I would go to the studio a lot and I would look up and realize that four hours had passed and I didn't know it. Wow. And it was just a really good time that 
You can't think about anything else. You have to pay attention to the spinning wheel and this lump of clay. So anything that was on my mind just like fell away. Mm. And I was just there in the moment and I was still terrible, but I kept going back and just really fell in love with it. Mm. So what happened after that then? Well, so it was only an eight-week course. And what's so funny is I was out of town for, I think, three or four of the eight weeks. (laughs) So I missed all the instruction. So I just started watching YouTube videos Mm. and then would go in and just keep trying to make something and fail and then get more clay and fail and just keep doing it until one day I'm like, oh, this is a really ugly pot, but it'll hold water. Mm -hmm. This is terrible. It's misshapen. It's about eight pounds, Uh, but it was something. And so I just kept practicing and learning and watching. And I mean, I felt like what's the 10,000 hour rule of becoming an expert. I was trying to get my 10,000 hours in just in that little studio at Appalachian State. Wow. That's amazing. And then I think you went to Europe to I, do some special studies. I did. So I had a friend that was um, celebrating a big milestone birthday and asked me if I wanted to go to um, England with her. And I said, yep, that'd be great. <laughs> and then I thought, wouldn't it be fun if I stayed and did a pottery course after our trip was over? So I started looking for some courses in London, which then led me to a course in um, the middle of Spain with the premier potter whose dad was a sculptor for all the Elizabeth Taylor movies. Wow. So I got to study under this man in Spain, and then I did a two-week course after that in Tuscany in Florence. That's dreamy. uh, Outside of Florence. (laughs) And so it's just kind of this, and I still wasn't good yet, but I did it, and I loved it, and I learned so much, and there was potters from all over the world Mm. and got to see their style as well, and um, it just made me fall more in love with this really ancient art form. Wow. So what came after that? You came back. I did. It's a, a, you know, it's a little bit of a convoluted story that I'll try to button up a little bit. When I went to Europe, I had already decided because I'm an adventurer mm-hmm. and I just knew in my spirit that I was going to open a pottery studio, which is insane because I was not good at it. So while I was in um, Europe, I was supposed to be closing on a home and my studio was supposed to be built while I was in Europe to return to start my new pottery business. Well, the house contract fell through mm-hmm. when I was in Europe. And so I came back and kind of had to get my feet back under me. And I felt a little bit knocked down. And then I had friends that said, why don't you come and build your studio in our basement for as long as you need it? Mm-hmm. Some of these dear friends, which is so insane that they let me put a kiln that gets up to like 2,500 degrees in their basement and set up a spinning wheel of clay in their basement. And they're like, come here and work as long as you need to work. Wow. And that's how Tiny Ann's Pottery was born. It was born in the basement of willing friends that allowed me to use their space. Wow. Where'd the name come from? <laughs> I wish it was more exciting and it had some, my. I have the teeniest, tiniest hands for a grown woman. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're just... Little bitty, they're tiny. I don't even know how I'm able to pick things up. I'm normal height, and my hands are tiny. And I had a friend that said, in a joking way, if you ever start a pottery business, you should name it Tiny Hands Pottery as a joke. And I was like, sold. There we go. (laughs) I love it. So nothing more exciting than the fact that I have weirdly, freakishly small hands. Well, (laughs) they do beautiful work. They They do. So it's really inspiring hearing, I mean, those are really humble beginnings, Mm -hmm. but I love that you were willing to do that. And I think that's a message for folks that are really starting out with a dream. Um, 
what advice would you give to folks who are kind of in that in-between space? They have a dream. They're yeah. sort of starting something, but they yeah. haven't left their other maybe yeah. full-time job or whatnot. I love that question, and it's honestly very timely. So it's the beginning of 2020 right now, and this is my first year as a full-time potter. The last several years I have done contract work for nonprofits. It's been uh, supplemental income for myself while doing pottery. I have an Airbnb space I rent out that's been supplemental. I still do the Airbnb, but last year, in the middle of the year, I I said I'm not going to take any more contracts to do uh, work for these nonprofits because I was not getting enough traction to be in a business full-time. And so that, to answer your question, I knew three years ago that my goal was to become a full-time potter, to be sustained with income made by pottery. So I was in the in-between for a long time, and I used that in-between time to pay off every debt that I have, except mm-hmm. for my mortgage. I still have a mortgage. I paid off every single thing I possibly owed, and I put every penny that I made that I didn't need to use for something um, for utilities or mortgage. I put every single thing in savings to give myself the ability to leap here in 2020 and know that it's always for a small business person, January and February are lean Mm -hmm. because you're coming off Christmas and people aren't buying. And so starting the year with this cushion financially that still allows me to do this work to ramp up for the rest of this year. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's in the in-between, they've got to have some sort of a plan. It's not just going to happen because you want it to happen. I put myself on a spending embargo. I did not buy frivolous things. I didn't go on frivolous trips. I went out to eat less with people because I had a goal to become financially stable to then allow myself to launch my dream business. Mm. That's beautiful. Oh, goodness. We need to put that in a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so inspired. Oh, I know. thank you. And it's not easy. I, so, yeah, so it's easy to it. explain that. Yeah. There comes a level of discipline that is really, it's hard. I mm. sacrificed. I, as I mentioned, I have an Airbnb that's in the basement of my home. It's separate. It's a private entrance. But when I started, that wasn't built yet. I rented out a room in my home in the bedroom across from my bedroom because I had a financial goal to meet. I was cleaning people's homes. I've been a professional my whole life, and I was walking people's dogs because I had a financial goal. So Mm -hmm. if I painted people's living rooms for them, Mm -hmm. I organized, we have a mutual friend, I organized her closet for her. So I was doing things in this interim that weren't my dream to get to my dream goal. So it's not easy, and you have to put some work into it, but it's so doable. Mm. You know what I also love? You mentioned at the very beginning, taking that class at Appalachian State. And, you know, I don't know if our listeners even know about that. That's a great resource, you know, right here in our backyard that you can go back and and try something brand new. And like you, it takes you on a whole different journey that you never anticipated. Never Um, could anticipate. And they have more than just pottery. They have jewelry making. I actually took a beekeeping class in the same craft enrichment program at mm-hmm. Appalachian State, and I kept bees for a couple of years. So there's just a lot available in this community of ours to learn and grow and really appreciate art mm-hmm. and the things that you know we can find in nature here and be inspired by. Yeah, never too old to learn. No, absolutely not. That's amazing. So let's see. From there, let's see. How did you? How did the business grow? 
Because you've tried different things, you've offered different services, yeah. and I guess made different items. Yeah. I have several in my cabinet. <laughs> yeah. Amanda so. has been one of my consistently best customers <laughs> over the years. And I've been the recipient of many of those. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, so how, how has the business grown? Yeah. Um, because yeah, you're obviously good now. Well, thank you. And, Very good. Yeah. And I will say, so I'm about, I'm, I'm not quite at the five-year point from taking that first course. Um, it's getting close. I think I started maybe in March of 2015, so close to five yeah, years. Um, and it has ebbed and flowed. And like I said, I couldn't get traction because I was traveling for work and doing different things. But what has worked for me is I came into my own aesthetic. So when I started doing pottery, I'm like, oh, this is pottery. These are the same glazes that a lot of people use, traditional pottery. Some even call it mountain pottery here in the Appalachian region. It's just things that you've known because, like I said, it's a timeless, age-old, ancient art. Mm -hmm. And so it's also regional art. So in this region, you have a lot of the same, like, earth tone browns and blues and things. And so I was doing the glazes that made sense to me for this region. And I realized, oh, it's not really my aesthetic. So I sort of did a switch and I do almost exclusively black, white, and gray pottery, Hmm. which is not common. It's not the norm. I have a very minimalistic aesthetic. I have a very simple aesthetic. And so the first thing I needed to do for the evolvement of this business was hone in on who I am And what do I want to make? And what I say consistently is I make pottery that I like and hope that you might enjoy it as well. Mm. So in that, I first had to establish who am I in this business instead of just being the copycat of doing the thing as I was learning that everybody else is doing. Mm. And then the second thing is really I've had to schlep my wares to markets, to pop up markets to little shops, um, you know, making Christmas ornaments that I sell online. And so a lot of this has been doing a lot of things that take a lot of time and effort and energy and work to get your pieces in front of an audience. Mm -hmm. And also social media has been a component of it as well. And I don't have a ginormous social media following. I think I just hit a thousand followers on Instagram. As did we? Oh, I know. I saw we that. Were, yeah. We were celebrating that together. I know. I you you posted it right after so I came, and I you. just was so proud of you. <laughs> and it's funny because I kept thinking, I'm like, I actually went and looked that day to see who had the most Instagram followers. It's one of the big soccer players, and I'm not going to say his name because I don't remember both the first and last name. But we're talking hundreds of millions. And I thought, you know what? I have a thousand people who care about what I am doing. Yes. I I don't do any of the, I don't even know what it's called, all the trolls and the sponsors, this and that. I'm like, I want people who are connected to me as a human being and the work that I do and want to be on the journey with me. And I don't want anybody coming along in the journey that doesn't care. Same thing with me. I don't just follow a million people. I follow people that speak to my soul, Mm -hmm. that encourage me, and that I think are positive. So I look at it as I have a thousand people that genuinely care what little picture might pop up in that square of the work I'm doing in the place I love living. 
You, That's you, beautiful. You said what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, there's no sense in fretting about no. it. You want people that want to be on your team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I did, um, to be truly transparent, I did a giveaway when I got to 1,000 in the hope that maybe other people would share it and that oh, you sure. might garner a few more people. But really, it wasn't to bamboozle anybody to come follow me because you could unfollow me the next day. But for you to go, oh, this person's living in Boone, North Carolina. What, what's going on in Boone, North Carolina? Yeah. You know, and to just, I don't know, even highlight where we live, which I'm so in love with this place mm-hmm. that I'm just grateful that I get to make art here and mm-hmm. maybe introduce more people to the area through social media as well. Wow. So where does your inspiration come from for the pieces you do? Yeah. You know, I will wake up in the middle of the night and have an idea. I currently, and I'm still workshopping a name, so it's called, my pieces are Tiny Hands Pottery Pieces, but I kind of have a a secondary tier of that, which is really, I kind of in my mind call it Tiny Hands Pottery Light, Mm -hmm. which is all of my pieces are really classic and pretty modern and simplistic. And then I have a line of Golden Girls and Dolly Parton and Reba McIntyre mugs that all say funny things on them. So I woke up one They're morning. The best. Have you seen them? <laughs> no. Yeah. So Brittany's mom's name is Dolly. Oh, and really? Shout out, mom. <laughs> Hello, Miss Dolly. And I think one of those mugs will be coming her way one of these days. I love days. it. Well, you know, she's got the song <laughs> 9 to 5, and it says, tumbled out of bed and stumbled in the kitchen and poured myself a cup of ambition. Mm -hmm. I woke up one morning and I'm like, I want to do a mug with Dolly Parton's face that just simply says cup of ambition. So I made it happen. That's awesome. I found... I did not know you thought of it. Well, I I didn't think of the phrase... Oh, I know, but... Pour myself a cup of ambition, but it just... To connect that. It came to mind. And then, so I found an artist on Etsy who did a Dolly drawing that had the perfect hairstyle that I wanted her to have. So I bought that artwork, which is then allowed for commercial use. And so I was able to then support another artist, and then I'm able through, without boring everybody, there's a process that I can turn it into a ceramic decal that is made out of iron, and then I'm able to put it through the kiln, and it transfers her face. Yeah. Yeah, and so I was able to employ another artist while having an idea that came to mind because I love Dolly Parton. That's awesome. Oh, that's amazing. I did not know the detail oh. behind that. I'm so excited. <laughs> that and is you know, great. and then I, the more that I looked, because I put it on Etsy, and I'm like, oh, it's not a, there's nothing new under the sun, but I didn't see it anywhere. So mm-hmm. somebody else has had that. I've not seen it on handmade pottery, though. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. I've seen it now on, on uh, manufactured mugs, I've seen it on t shirts. But when I came up with the idea, it wasn't, I didn't see something. But then I realized, gosh, there's really no new ideas, but it's how we interpret it mm-hmm. and honoring, not trying to plagiarize other people's ideas. And so that was a, a unique thought to me. And then I realized it struck a chord because other people had thought of that too. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I love it. So connecting with a couple Etsy folks, but yeah. I know you also have some really great community partnerships I here do. in the high country. Yeah. Can you tell us about some of that networking and just how you guys have encouraged each other. Yeah, and I think that's been one of the the sweetest parts of being a small business person. Um, And you guys know me personally for several years, and I was always in the nonprofit world and doing a lot of logistics. 
So being A, being a potter is completely foreign and new and <laughs> uncharted territory. Second to that, being a business person is all completely new and secondary to or new to anything I'd ever done. So having to come up with a business plan and register with the county and do, I mean, it's it's just a lot and figure out QuickBooks and all the things. And so I have a friend that said, you know, I'd really like to get some women together that are small business owners. So there was just a core group of us that started meeting several years ago. We try to meet once a month. It has not happened. Everybody has busy lives. We do it a couple times a year and we just get together and we talk about what's going on and we simply encourage each other. Mm -hmm. And from that, we've all been able to grow our own businesses. We have sounding boards. And then we've been able to bring other people sort of under the wings of what we've learned. So I now have a group of some other new people that are new and doing hand lettering and woodworking that I'm able to share everything that I've learned Mm -hmm. from this group of people that we're now a little bit more seasoned. Oh, I didn't see that connection, but I get that now. Yeah. So so um, I've had a booth at the mall the last couple years, and so I've partnered with Take Heart Lettering Company, and she does hand lettering. It's beautiful. And then we brought in um, Richard Campbell from, I never say it right, Adova, or I can't, that, I think that's the name of his company. So we just shared a booth space and we took care of each other's things. And um, we just were able to link arms and say, I can't be there all the time. And we just took turns and set up a Google calendar and took care of each other's customers. And we're able to champion each other during the mm-hmm. Christmas season to sell the things that, you know, that we'd worked so hard to make. And so it's just been a huge blessing to me to have friendships that have been born out of the fact that we all have the common bond of being business owners. Mm, That's great. That's so great. You mentioned, so you had this dream of one day having your own studio, selling your own pottery. What's the next step? Do you have a dream beyond that? Or how do you see it growing? You know, people always ask me if I want a storefront, and I don't think I do. That could change. Things change all the time. I really, really like working out of my home studio. I really like coming down to my kitchen and making coffee and then going down to my studio and getting to work. Um, I don't think that I want to manage a retail space. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that I can set my own hours. Um, So I really have to utilize online channels for sales. I've had really great success with Etsy. I I launched a robust website um, in the last four or five months that are channeling sales through that. I'm working on learning how to do optimization of websites and the right keywords. So here, here. And I know, and it's and it's tough. And it's I want to make beautiful pottery, but that's not enough. I still have to manage the aspects of Mm -hmm. this business. So in not having a retail space that has a brick and mortar store that customers walk by, I have to create my own marketplace. Mm-hmm. And so I do a lot of shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think in the last three months of the year, I shipped over 300 packages. Wow. And so coming up with systems to make that more efficient. So I think my dream is just to continue loving what I'm doing. My goal is to make a, an earnest living that affords me still to go on a great vacation when I want to. And to know that my bills are covered and that um, I'm just living the life that I want to live in running this small business. Mm. 
You're such an inspiration. You are. <laughs> we are. Thank you. Love it. So we know that you had something going for 2020 once a month. Yeah. Um, oh, that's you, funny. What do you call the? Are they all filled up? And tell us what oh, they I, are. Oh, I love that you brought that up because I don't know that it has a name. I so I mentioned I had a booth at the mall over Christmas, and one of the things that we all do is we see somebody and we say, "Oh, I want to talk to you. Let's get coffee." And we're like, sure. Well, we never do. Yeah. And so I had, I honestly think it was about eight people that came up and said, I really would like to talk to you about your journey of leaving traditional employment, your journey of starting a business, all the things that are interconnected. And I'm like, great, let's get coffee. And then I just decided that in 2020, I wanted to be more intentional with that because I am no expert in any field, but I'm an expert in my own life mm-hmm. and what my journey has been. Mm-hmm. So I decided to be intentional. So I just wrote a thing on Facebook and Instagram that said, once a month, if anybody, just a one-on-one, if anybody would like to meet with me, claim the month that you want, and then we'll set up a date and time and you can ask me any questions you want to ask me. I had the first six months of the year fill up immediately. Mm. So I'm going to then repost it again for the next six months after we get closer. So I've had two meetings so far. There's nothing formal. The first, we met at a coffee shop. The second, somebody said, I'd like to make you dinner at your house and came over and brought brought dinner to me. And they were that? Do you want to send them our way? I know. And and it was delicious, too. (laughs) But they were two totally different conversations. The first was really... Um, trying to think through leaving traditional employment, potentially for untraditional employment, which means no benefits, Mm -hmm. no insurance, no steady paycheck, and trying to see if that's something that was interesting to them. And the first person came with pages and pages of questions and was just like, I want to know answers. Can we talk real things? I'm like, absolutely. The second person wanted to talk about being bold Mm -hmm. and taking leaps and not being scared to move. And so, and it wasn't even small business related. It was just life related of making leaps to be at the best place we're supposed to be. Mm. The person I'm meeting with, March, I don't even know her name. I've never met her. She saw my post on Instagram, on my business page, and she's like, I'm local. I'd like to meet with you. I'm like, great. So we're going to meet up next month, and I can't even think of her name right now because I've never met her. Hmm. Okay, so you'll... Folks will need to follow you on Instagram <laughs> if they if you're inspired like we are. Look for the uh, last six months. Thank you. Of the yeah. year. So, uh, any upcoming events or opportunities in 2020 that you can share with us? Yes, and I have some things that are outside the high country, but I'd really like to focus on two things that are going on. Um, really in our backyard that I'm very excited about. The first is, and I did get permission to mention this, is, and I don't, as far as I know, they've not done this before. Um, Tanger Outlets in Blowing Rock is launching a first Friday art walk every month of the summer, starting wow. in. You heard yes, it here you heard first. it here, folks. Right. I did get permission. <laughs> um, and so, Again, it's about this community. Again, back to a booth in the mall. A woman came up to buy pottery. She just said she was so struck with my aesthetic and how different it was. And then she introduced herself as a person in administration at Tanger Outlets. Hmm. And she said, we have this idea. 
we want your things. I'm like, great. Well, then she followed up and reached out. And she said, we want you to be part of this. And so it's going to be um, the first Friday of every month, starting in June, ending in October. Uh, time frame is tentative, probably 12 to 5, but the Blowing Rock Chamber of Commerce is going to be sponsoring and promoting this as well. Wow. So wow. Definitely check that out. I'm very excited. Yeah. And if you've ever done art shows, you always have to set up your own tent. They're going to set up tents for us, which feels like a love letter <laughs> to a person <laughs> that has to carry a tent around all the time and set it up. So it yes. feels like they really want to take care of the artists that are going to be there. So I'm very excited about that. And there'll be more information as it gets closer. And then the second thing is I um, was accepted to be one of the artists in residence at the Edgewood Cottage in Blowing Rock. It's right next to the museum. And this is a program of the Blowing Rock Historical Society. Wow. Yes. So you have to do an application. And so I believe the specification is you must either be a resident year-round or at least three months in the high country zip codes to be able to apply. So whether that you're a part-time resident or full-time, you have to be have some residential mm -hmm. status in the area. And so they'll have an artist or two artists come in every week starting, I believe, the beginning of June or the end of May all the way through August. And my week is August 10th through 16th. So I'll get to show my pottery. I'll be with another artist. And then I'll be doing some live demonstrations as well. Wow. Maybe an ignorant question, sure. but do you actually stay there? No, that's okay. not, No, I think it's such a good question. <laughs> it's a cute cottage. So basically what they do is they open up the cottage and you are the artist that is there. So I will be there every day during opening hours to greet people that are coming into the cottage. Lots of tourists, as we know, in Blowing Rock mm -hmm. in the summer. People come in to see the artwork. So still get to come home and sleep in my comfy bed, but I'll get to be there and just chat with anybody that comes through about what the Historical Society is doing. They'll give us a crash course on what they're about, what the cottage history is about, and then I get to share my craft and my process with everybody that comes through for the week. Okay, we will circle back to that when it's time. Yeah, and definitely put that on that. our event calendar. And we'll come. Awesome. I think that's the week before Watauga County School it starts. Yeah, oh, is it? It is. Yeah, so, I think they start the 17th. Oh, gosh, it feels so early. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> that's probably what the students are saying, too. <laughs> <laughs> so how do folks connect with you and check out your pottery? Yeah, so I'm, I try to be on all the channels. So I do have a website. It's tinyanspottery.com. Um, I do have an Etsy shop, which is when you go to the Etsy site uh, in the search bar, you type in Tiny Ants Pottery. It has to be all one word um, to be able to take you to my page. I'm also on Instagram as Tiny Hands Pottery, very original, mm -hmm. and same thing, Facebook, Tiny Hands Pottery. So it's pretty, pretty equally branded across all of the sites. Great. Okay. And then I have my favorite question. Okay. I like to ask all our guests. What are you loving about the high country this week? Oh, this week. <laughs> the thing I'm loving is the prospect that there is a snowflake on my calendar that Thursday could have snow. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was our conversation yeah. at dinner tonight. <laughs> we might get snow. For real. Well, I am a snow lover to the nth degree. I look out the window constantly because I want it to snow all day, every day. And this has been a little bit of a sad snow season for me. Mm, yeah. And so every day I pull up the count, the, um, the weather app on my phone. I think I said calendar earlier. I pull up the weather app to see if there's a snowflake anywhere. 
and I, sn- I saw a snowflake. I didn't go to Ray's weather. I don't know what it means, but I just like to keep hope in my heart that I could see some snow. <laughs> All right. We'll have along with you. Yeah. And just, there's many other things I love, but I love snow so much, and we need a barn burner. We need... <laughs> I want a blizzard to come in. I want to be snowed in and eat cinnamon rolls all day. That's my dream. That's, okay. That's, that's, that is a worthy and great dream. Yes. Well, we will, we're right there with you. Yeah. I'm okay. ready for a snow day. Well, Amy, we just love this. You have inspired us, and we're so proud of you. And Thank we just you. want everyone to see what you're doing and get a piece of your pottery. I always have to get one, at least once a year. My cabinet's starting to get tight. I'm telling you, you're a great customer. I gotta, I gotta get rid of some of those, uh, you know, that don't belong to me, but my better half. Uh. <laughs> Just kidding. Mm. All right. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank well, you, Amy. Thank you, ladies. And if you don't mind me saying, I love what you are doing. Oh, I love you. that you are putting information in one place. It is hard to find information in a place like this with so much going on and so many great things to do, if you don't have a little bit of an inside scoop, you don't know it all. So thank you, ladies, for all that you do to keep us informed and for really supporting us as small businesses as well. You mean a lot to us. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening today. A big shout out to Justin Jones at Sonic Depository for writing our music and producing our show. We hope we have elevated your everyday in the high country. For more adventures, head over to fourseasonseveryday.com. See you next time.